Hi, welcome back to Drinks with Friends, the podcast. Um, I'm Malia, the host, the creator, and I'm here this week, this very, very, very special episode with my dear friend, Nzali. She is a chef and an entrepreneur and an intellectual all around hot babe. So <laughs> excited that she's here. <laughs> hey, Nzali, what's up? Hey, girl, Mel. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited that you're here. My first guest. It's oh, all, yeah, you're the yeah, first. Yeah, you're the first guest. Oh. It's all very exciting. So, what are you thinking about? How I can't eat this food in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> she has a plate of corn. <laughs> it's not out of me. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so this episode, we're talking about some some serious shit. A little bit. We are, y'all. Get ready. Buckle up. It's kind of vulnerable. We have champagne. Um, and it's going to be a good time. With it's, elderflower liqueur. Yes. It's going to be very reflective. I think it's going to be really great. So, we're going to be talking about colorism and beauty standards and confidence. Um, all topics that are very, very, very important. So, Nzali, I have questions. I think I have answers. Awesome. Okay, so to start off, what period of your life would you say you felt the most beautiful in? When Malia first asked me this question, yeah, I was taken aback. And I think I'm still taken aback because I don't know how to it's answer hard. this. I think part of it is, you know, the intellectual in me is like, how do I define beauty? I think when I was younger, beauty used to really mean, like, the physical, just even in dating. Like, you know, you see a guy, oh, he's fine. Like, I need him. But now I think beauty is way more internal. And so even when I answer that question, it's like, okay, how am I thinking of beauty in my life? Um, I think the definition has changed over time. Um, If I was defining it based off of looks, I would say when I was in college, which I feel like I want to learn because, you know, I was thinner then and I like dressed nice more often. And I, I just felt like I was more, I don't say vibrant because I think I'm a vibrant person all around, but I was more, um, I just had a different pep in my step. When you're younger, right. like you just, yeah, getting more, older, it makes you realize. Dude. Yeah. Like I'm still hot. Don't get me yeah, wrong. But, but it's, like, it's like, it's different. It's it more nuanced. It's, so much it's less more about complexities too. Yeah, it's much more complex for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And I think when I was younger, I was I had more pep in my step. Like I was just like, this is what I'm doing. And I think I definitely am a go getter still. But I think I think about more. I'm just like I don't go off. Like I think I used to be a little more carefree. And I would say that that's just the type of person I am. And I think that is a beauty about me. Like to an extent, I don't care. Like I do care, but I don't. Like I've always been like polished with a little edge and I think it looks different in different ways but and that that's still me now but I think my beauty now has a lot to do with like how I'm thinking about my life and how I show up I definitely like to be more refined these days like just the other day a couple of days two times like in the last couple of weeks I wanted to go out the house and I was like you know I don't want to be seen looking like this (laughs) my hair isn't done like I can't leave and I think My personal brand and just who I am, like, I think it's connected more to how I show up just because I'm getting older. And I don't even want to say more responsible, but I have more of a duty to show up fully every time I go somewhere. Mm. And so I think 
I'm learning to show up in that fullness now. It's a process. Right. But I think I'm beautiful. I think some days are easier than others. Like, overall, I definitely think I'm a beautiful person, you know, have a great personality. But I think just as we get older, just as adults, young women, young black women, you just learn to sit with who you are in a different way. Um, and I think for me, it's been deeper than look. So, yeah, didn't mean to go on a tangent, but... This is, this is, this is a podcast <laughs> about tangents. We welcome <laughs> tangents. I, like, when I asked you that question, I started thinking about my own answer. Mm. And, like, I think now that I'm older and now that I'm... Not that I haven't been single in the past, but, like, since... I guess since I turned about 21, this is the longest time I've been not talking to anybody Mm. in a serious capacity. Mm. And I think for a lot of of the time, how beautiful I felt was linked to... Mm the guy that I'm seeing. And, it's like that desirability. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, if he thinks I'm hot, then, like, I guess I am beautiful. You know what I mm-hmm, mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, if there's no guy around to mm-hmm. base that on, it's like, then where where, where do I see myself? Exactly. Where am I? Um, I think that's really good. So, like, for me, like, I'm trying to, I don't, I don't, well, when did I think I was the most beautiful? I think probably, this is going to sound so bad, like, now that I'm in a different place, I feel like I'm really beautiful now, and, like, I I like where I am, and, like, all that, but I think before this, I would say, I, I would have felt like I was the most beautiful when I had a consistent partner. Mm, that's deep. And, and like... It, that reflection is important, too, because I think we attach how we see ourselves to how other people yeah. see us. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think, especially when I was younger, like, I think I'm really starting to grow away from this. I've, I have grown away from this. As I've been single for not so long, but for a longer amount of time now. Um, Like, so long, I felt like a boyfriend or a partner with a trophy. Like, Mm, yes, mm, I'm finally hot now. mm, mm, Like, mm, I I guess I'm just a badge of honor. Yeah, like, but it's not. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. not. And, like, some, like, you can be beautiful as fuck and be single. And you can be, like, those things are not inversely related. Right. And I think, I mean, I think we're taught that as girls, like, to be corny, like, Beyonce talks about it in Flawless. Like, she yeah. says, we teach girls to shrink themselves, to make themselves... That whole thing, yeah. like, that, is, that speaks to that, I think. And I think... I just think desirability is such a thing. And I think as I grow as, into my womanhood, like, affirmations are really important. They like, are. You can't, it's so important to tell yourself these yeah, things. Yeah, like, self-talk really, I think, has to do... Like, how you feel and look on the inside reflects outwardly. Um... Yeah, so deeply, and I think affirmations have a lot, a lot to do with it. I think when we're younger, a little bit more immature emotionally, and like just in general, you look for that desirability outside of yourself, and like you look to be affirmed and validated. And I'm not saying like it's not okay to take the compliment, but I think part of beauty is like seeing that within and like being able to show up for yourself in that way. Um, and not necessarily waiting on the compliment or waiting on somebody to tell you. Like, you really got to be your own cheerleader. Like, even you on do. days when it gets hard, that shit is easier said than done. Like, it really is. But I think I'm coming to a place in my life now where I'm realizing how important affirmation is. Like, I guess we're being vulnerable. But, like, I used to not even believe affirmations. Like, people be I like... I didn't believe they worked. Yeah, I me either. Me either. Like, people are saying this stupid shit. Like, I'm like, y'all are, y'all are y'all gross. Y'all are as y'all are <laughs> Like, but that's just real. Like, yeah, you, you gotta is. tell yourself that you have to sell it to yourself to believe you it. You do, and it's a process. Like, you might have to like have a soft launch. You gotta upsell it, but like, you gonna have to believe that shit one day because 
when I'm telling you, like, high school, I used to be like, why? Like, you believe that? <laughs> but now this it's like, this is what we're doing? Right? Like, I am smart. I am kind. I am beautiful. I, I am oh worthy. Oh, my God. My dad used to make me say that shit in the mirror. And I was like, <laughs> he did. He was doing it. And I was like, my dad's such a loser. <laughs> no, for real. I'm like, this shit corny as fuck. Like, y'all talking to y'all stuff? But they used to eat some rain do it. And you're like, okay. okay. Like, I can get with it. I'm like a rap. Right. Right. Yeah, I love sure. it. So, in terms of that, you were saying how, like, you, you got to be your own cheerleader. Personally, sometimes, especially when it comes from, like, men, especially if I feel like it's coming from a sexually motivated place, I don't even like compliments. Mm-hmm. Do you? Mm-hmm. Like, do you, like... Because sometimes I feel like that's not even genuine. Like, I used to have an issue where, like, I would get a compliment from a guy, and then I would, like, like in my own space, I wouldn't believe what he was saying, and I'd be like, he's fucking lying. Why is he lying to me? I didn't ask for him to lie to me about this. I think that's an interesting question. I think two things could be true at once. Right. Nuance. You know, I think two things could be true at once. I think the timing is interesting. Like, what do you want? Mm, like, what's like, your you, motivation? Right. Here? Like, you what may believe that. And I think it's interesting. Like, I think a lot of times people say, people know the time and people say things because they know How that they- it may fuck with your head. So or they know like, what they're going to gain from it or what they're trying right, to gain. Right, like, oh, you're so fine. Like, okay, but why didn't you say that when I was, like, my knees were covered? Yeah, suddenly, looked, my it, shirt's off and I'm fine. Right. Like, <laughs> like I've been fine, nigga. Yeah. You just didn't want to say it. Hell yeah, that's real. Yeah. Okay, when in moments, day to day, do you feel most beautiful? Um, I know this is kind of weird, but, like, when I feel most productive. Ooh, I can see that for you. Yeah. Leo. Like, I got a lot done today. That's my best step. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, um, I always say, like, I'm, I feel like I am, like, I feel like inversely, I'm more productive when I feel hot. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. if I get up and I do my makeup and I put on a cute fit, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go right today. I'm going to go, like, try to do something and, mm-hmm. like, get some shit done versus if I'm, like, in an alt t-shirt and, like, my edges aren't laid and like <laughs> I look like a little crust ball I'm like you know what nothing matters I can just lay in bed and it, it doesn't don't. matter but like that's really that's valid as fuck so like day to day um so when you're most productive when you feel least beautiful um when my eyebrows aren't done that's real like, eyebrows do frame the face they, they do they like, frame the face I'm a bushy eyebrow kind of girl but like when they not hitting or like when it's not that peak bushy, I don't want it. And I just realized how much my eyebrows mean to me. Like when I got them done the last time, I'm like, this yeah, shit makes a difference. It matters. Like when you sitting in quarantine and you just looking at yourself every day, you just see how the, the different things affect you. You're like, what the fuck? My eyebrows need to be done. And I feel, it's at least beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say like my weight. My weight does is is correlated into my beauty in an interesting way. Like. For me, it's not really the number, but it's more so how my clothes fit. Mm. Like, I joke, but I have, like, thick side clothes and, like, not thick side clothes. Yeah. And either way, like, I feel more comfortable when, like, I have less excess, literally, body fat on my body. And it's not like a, I don't mind being bigger me, but I don't feel comfortable. Like, I yeah. literally physically, like... In my own body. Yes. Like, my, I understand my, my stomach. That. Like, I feel like, oh, girl. Yeah, like, my jeans are tight. Listen. Yeah. Like, sometimes, okay, I, I don't mind being a little thick, but I like to feel like I can just be... 
myself like I don't have to hide something or like I don't have to like do extra work to to look invisibilize part of me Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's so interesting because my weight I definitely have a weight that fluctuates Mm -hmm. like I could like and the thing is what's interesting is I'll wear the same clothes no matter it's like it's like a 30 pound radius Mm -hmm. and I'll wear the same clothes the whole time Mm -hmm. so like one they fit differently and like I carry a lot of my weight on my face really so like I can tell if I put on five pounds. My cheeks are going to look a lot more chubby. Mm. Like, I won't have the jawline that I like. And, like, mm. just, like, different things like that. And it's, like... <sighs> wow. I didn't know I didn't know your cheeks changed that much. Yeah, because, like, right now, I'm at... I don't know how much I weigh, but, like, I'm at, like, a, a pretty... I can tell because of your jaw, though. Yeah, I have a, I have a sharper you got jaw. You good jawline, girl. I have this little line... I have, like, a little line where you can see the... Mm, the the contour. My, yeah, my cheekbones and my jawline. And... If I was to put on 15 pounds, you wouldn't be able to see it anymore. It would mm. be covered by fat. Mm. And so then, like, it, it's so interesting. Like, that changes the way I do my makeup. That changes what, like, I don't like how I look in turtlenecks if my face is chubbier. Mm. And, like, just, like, just random shit like that. But outside of that, I feel like... I feel like I'm most... I feel most beautiful when I'm, like, around people who listen to me. Huh. Like... I feel like I always feel like oh like I'm such a cool bitch like I'm so cool when I'm like talking to someone and they're like getting what I'm saying and we're like having a conversation that like matters and is good and like like it doesn't matter if I have like a full face of makeup on or like yeah makeup it doesn't I used to really care and honestly COVID did something for me in that in that like I used to definitely be someone who like if I was going somewhere like Maybe not everywhere. Like, maybe if I was going to Kroger, maybe I wouldn't put on makeup. But, like... If, some days, maybe. Yeah, some days I might, though. But, uh-huh. like, say, like, if I'm going to work, uh-huh. like, as a bartender, and then, like, maybe I'm hanging out with people afterwards, I was definitely going to put on a full face of makeup. Like, mm-hmm. I was going to put on lashes. I was going to blind my lips. I was going to do the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And then COVID happened and masks happened. And I was just like, I'm not about... This makeup is expensive. It is. It's not to be wasted. <laughs> and it's not to be wasted on a fucking mask. It's going to smudge it all up anyway. Facts. So, like, I feel like that happened. And from there, I was just like, I guess I don't have to wear makeup every day. Facts. Like, that's not something I have to do anymore. Mm-hmm. So, in that way, like, that was a really positive experience. Because I feel like it really made me look at myself. Like, I know sometimes I would take off my makeup and I'd be like, damn. <laughs> mm-hmm. I look different. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't look that different. But, like... My skin isn't that clear. Mm-hmm. My eyelids aren't sparkly golden. <laughs> like, that's just the reality. Right. So, it was just, like, interesting to see how COVID affected that and, like, the way... Just, like, my my views on my body and my face changed because of it. Yes, Malia. These are the good topics. I can <laughs> definitely relate, too, because... Okay. Um, y'all getting the real me. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, um, I feel like my relationship to my face, like, I think this is a very interesting topic, but, like, recently me and my mom took headshots, and I do not love these pictures, like, I felt like, oh, the old me, like, get the face beat, get, do the hair right, Mm -hmm. like, do it up, do it up, but I think for me, my beauty is, like, more of my raw me now, and I don't think I can't, I sat with that until I saw these pictures, excuse me, until I saw these pictures, and was like, that ain't me, like, I look good in the moment, but like at the end of the I day, like, what I look like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I thought, but then I was like, oh shit! Like I don't wear lashes, 
like I like wearing lashes, but the fact that I don't wear them so much, I didn't even like recognize like the anxiety that's quarantining all the time. Or like the black turtleneck was definitely me. The hair, uh, it wasn't my favorite. Like that wasn't the worst part. But I think my face, like my skin, I think you know my aesthetic of makeup has changed. Like I used to kind of go for the. I was never like a full glam girl but I definitely wear more foundation like now I just love concealer like I literally conceal under my eyes like I'll do a little a bit a little bit on my brows but like you probably wouldn't even know I was wearing makeup and I think I like it like that just because like I want to feel like myself not even look like myself but feel like myself like I'm showing up I think that's that is so real I feel like that's when I feel most beautiful mm. when like I feel like myself mm -hmm. like I'm thinking about how, like, sometimes I'll, like, go on a date or something, and I'll buy a new outfit to go, mm. and, like, sure, maybe the outfit's fucking fire, but then, like, I'm on a date, and I'm uncomfortable, because mm. I've never... And it's so new to yeah, you. Yeah, it's, it's so new, and, like, I don't... I'm not used to my body in this outfit, and, like, mm. you're, like, readjusting the whole time, and, like, sure, maybe, like, I could probably get a fire-ass picture or something, mm. but it's, like, I don't even feel good, even, even though... pictures are different. Like, yeah. I'm, like, I don't even want to pose, like... You know, we were younger. It's like, oh, take a picture of me. Like, I got, I look fire. Like, yeah. I'm in a new place. But it's like, okay, like, just live. Like, yeah. you know, I think there's just beauty in the mundane as I'm getting older. Like, it's That's not, so real. Yeah. I think quarantine helped me realize that, too. Also, like, sometimes, like, maybe, like, I will take a picture. But I'm like, everyone doesn't need to see it. Maybe yeah. I should just have yeah. that picture to just look at. And just so I know that I have it. Exactly. And I can remember it. Like, everything doesn't need to be a flex for the gram. Or, or like, shared. Yeah, like... I feel like there's definitely beauty in having some things that are just for me or just for like the people closest mm -hmm. to me that like maybe five months from now we can look back and say, remember when we did this right. that was so great remember when we went to all those parties in college yeah <laughs> you know and like everything doesn't need to be like we were out and about like listen hey. there's a lot of art pictures that ain't out there they, people don't need to see them y'all don't either so like I feel like that's like I feel like maybe that's just getting older like realizing that I mean for us, because I don't think everybody, that's everybody's mindset. But I just think, I don't know. Like, I just think a lot of these things are, I don't want to say use the word sacred, but it's not. They it's are. Not, they're yeah. precious. And, like, oh, that's so real. That's so true. It's for who's going to receive them mm -hmm. how we want them to. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm, like, the older I'm getting, I'm learning that, like, you, like, it's okay to hold yourself as something that's, like, is not to it's not for everyone like who i am like as a person like like sure of course you should be nice to everyone and whatever but like who, like my experiences and my stories and like the lessons i've learned people will listen to you and take them and use them and mm. not water you up at all mm. and return nothing back to you mm. so like maybe everything isn't for everyone it's not i it's mean not. literally it's not like i'm trying to think of an analogy but it's like if we just think about like take ourselves out of it like every car is not for every car it's is not, not meant for everybody to drive or like every place in the world is meant for everybody to live so why should i be meant for everybody else yeah you know some experiences are meant to be exclusive for like yeah. the people closest to you and I the guess. people it makes sense for mm -hmm. yeah okay next question Personally, I feel like <laughs> part of me feels like I'm giving like a presentation or like an essay. No, like, plan. <laughs> this is the Virgo in me. Um, personally, how beautiful I feel can sometimes be dictated by my environment and who I'm around. Um, with moving from a prom predominantly black middle school to a predominantly white high school, then back to an all black college, 
where could you see the most difference um, and where could you feel the most difference in your attitude towards towards your own appearance? I don't think for this. I think for me, I always have felt like I was beautiful, like physically. But I think money played a role mm. in that. Like it was money plays a role in how beautiful you feel. It really does. Yeah, because it's like. Well, I don't know. Like, I think I want to kind of add a little more complexity to it. Like, yeah. for me, you know, <laughs> let's break it down, okay? In middle school, I felt like I was pretty well off. Like, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, like, Anzali has, like... Everything. Yeah, like, I was not overly spoiled, but I had what I needed and what I and I had what I enjoyed. Um, You know, I played The Sims. I had a computer in my room. Like, I... Had my own room and it was pretty big. Like I was, I'm, I was fine at home, um, and I felt like that was my normal. And I mean, everyone's normal is kind of their standard, right? The standard mm-hmm. at which they compare everything else. Right. So for me, you know, going from a middle school to where I was kind of on the middle to upper middle in a way. I don't say I was upper middle like in general, but like compared but in to your people, environment. Yeah, you compared to, totally. compared to people in my environment, I was, but like going to a high school that shit was like oh baby girl you thought you knew some money fuck no like it was what people were i think it was some i would say comparison but it was kind of like oh i have this but y'all don't do this like it was a it was a culture shock and it wasn't even always about money but also about aesthetic like you know i wear my um mid-calf converse and these girls were wearing like nikes and nike shorts of everything so i'm like okay where the fuck do i fit in this i iron my clothes y'all don't i wear my hair like this y'all don't like i remember i think hair played a big thing and also body type like not Mm -hmm. even weight but body type like i'm not super like i was smaller than but like I'm, I feel like I'm average like I'm not like the biggest but I'm also not a small girl right. and I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm a little taller than average so like I remember being in dance class we're gonna get back to the money thing we're gonna we're gonna talk about body yeah for sure I was in dance class I will never forget this like I've been thinking a lot about this in my young adult life but in dance class one day I was probably a so- freshman or sophomore because I had these Aeropostale sweatpants I used to wear yo Aeropostale <laughs> era of girl, life. What the heck? I had the Aeropostle sweatpants. <laughs> I had them in gray, navy, and teal. You could not tell me nothing. It's so popping. Girl, I was. Booty was looking right. Period. Period. So, <laughs> I was, and that's another thing. Like, you're just black women. We just have different features. So, like, right. people be like, oh my gosh, like, I'm thick. But I'm like, okay, like, this is regular for me. Yeah. And my type people who look like yeah. me. But I, and this translates to what I'm about to say because I, they used to wear booty shorts to class. Like, you know the spandex, mm-hmm. like uh, like little butt cheeks showing. Like I wore mine to class, and I got told to go back to my dorm room and change. Are you serious? I promise you. And they used to wear them. Miss Marina, my dance teacher, she was like, "Is I need to go back to your room and change?" I was like, "Okay." Why? And I was kind of sad about it. Then just like to the extent you can't even fight it because I was thicker. Yeah. I was thicker, and I think that also just translates to like socially, like was accepted like I wasn't accepted into my dance company until my second semester freshman year I just think it was like a different we 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 wear ourselves differently like we just have different bodies we have different cultural norms and like how we dress is different like how we move is different so that affected me but also just money wise like I wouldn't say it was equated to beauty more than it was like popularity and worth to an extent because like 
or just like who's valuable like the white girls they had like all their like mercedes benz and land rovers and they're like 18 holy me, shit i don't have a license like i'm like like to me back that's then, like too, jarring it was but but also i feel like something that did a, a number on my self-esteem like in a positive way I was, like, that girl at St. Mary's, though. Like, I was asked to leave so many things. Like, I felt like that really boosted me. Right. Um, I don't know if I didn't if I didn't have that where I would be or, like, how it would end up because it would be easy to really get, like, your soul crushed. Like, you're seeing, oh, these girls are going to their lake house on the weekends and going to all these rich people parties. And then there's you who, like, just has a different reality. Not to say one's yeah. better or worse, but... Money plays such a huge role, like such a huge role. It was, yeah. it's crazy to even think about. Money, it really, it changes the way we navigate the world and like the access that you have to like just different opportunities. Access is the word of the day. Access. I, oh my God. It was very hard. Like it was super hard to the point where like, I think the driving thing did it for me and just like, like college, like paying for certain things. Granted, I love the fact that I went to Spelman. But even like even going to Spelman, people be like, is that a four-year college? Like, people kind of like, not, what's the word I'm looking for? Profile me in a certain way. Or, they like, asked if Spelman was a four-year college. Yeah, and I remember this one girl. She was such a bully. I think I was a freshman or a sophomore. But she was she was from Atlanta, too. But she was from Buckhead, white girl. Um, she was like, How did she not? Well, whatever. Well, she was like, where in Atlanta are you from? I was like college park and then she, after she learned that it was like she just like looked down on me like where are you from why won't you tell me and i'm just like like it was a thing like we we're in the dining hall mm-hmm. we're in the dining hall like she just kind of like was trying to get down my throat about it because to me now looking back on it it's like how is a girl like you in the south of atlanta and here at this school yeah, where like, i am yeah like how did you deserve to get there and that's all some pure racism and i think fucking cunt right and i didn't always <laughs> want to put a i didn't always want to put a word a, a, a finger on it that shit was racist back, yes that shit was sure. racist as pretentious fuck. racist yeah like that idea that like you're somehow that you somehow don't deserve what she has mm-hmm. because like maybe you don't come from the same class or you're a different color but like fuck that shit fuck her yeah, fuck that girl. That's mm-hmm. fucked up. Um, oh, so where could you feel the most difference in your attitude towards your appearance? Being from, like, going from uh, that, like, that high school to Spelman. Um, after, like, once I made the transition to college. Okay. Hold on, can you ask the question again? Yeah, I'll read the whole, like, most of it again. Uh-huh. Um, was moving from a predominantly black middle school to a white high school, then back to a black college. Where did you see the most difference? Um, and where could you feel the most difference about your attitude to, towards your own appearance? Mm, I don't think going to Spelman made me feel any different appearance-wise. Just because... And tell me if I'm answering this wrong. But I don't think I felt different appearance-wise because I was going back to predominantly black. I think for me, we going back to that internal beauty. Like, where's your worth? What do you think of yourself? I think I was so used to being the token black girl mm. that I think it took me a minute to be like, okay, but, like, who are you? Right. Like, beyond the black card, beyond the being in a white environment, like, what makes you different? Who are you? What's the essence of you? And I think it took me a while, and I, I'm very proud of the journey I took. I think I used a lot of tools and experiences to help me get there. Um, I think a main one was, like, I just started to really capitalize on what I was good at, and I was really good at school. So I, like, 
with research and being programs and travel. And I think through these things, like I was able to explore who I was, but I don't think I could answer that question right when I got to Spelman because I was confused as fuck. I said, okay, uh, you was a valedictorian in your school and you also went to boarding school. Like, what do I have to do if anything? Right. Um, and I think I wrote the wave of like being, like being able to help people with school and being smart because that's just what made me feel like good about myself like I knew I was beautiful and like there was other natural black girls at school so it wasn't it wasn't a huge differentiator which leads me to how I think maybe beauty for me might be like what makes me unique Mm. um like what do I have to offer that other people don't I think is part of beauty like what is the beauty that I and Zali can bring to a space um yeah because I feel like I'm sure it was jarring to go from being, like, in Atlanta, going to, like, a more black middle school, pretty much all black middle school. Mm. Like, it's a bunch of black girls. Then you go to a space where, like, I'm the one black girl. So, like, mm. of course I'm, like, the hot black girl. Or, like, and that, from Atlanta? Yeah, it's like, I'm uh-huh. that bitch here because I'm her. And then you go back to Spelman where it's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Everyone here is a beautiful black girl. And it's like, who am I now? And they're smart. And they're all smart. Well-traveled. Yeah. And like, who am I outside of being the one person who is this type of person? Right. You know what I mean? It's like, it kind of reminds me of like, you go like, as an acting, you'll go to an audition or open call. Mm. And it's like, oh, like, yeah, I think I'm a good actress or whatever. And then you go to an open call and it's a bunch of people who look exactly like you, except they're prettier than you. Mm. Or like, these seems like they have a better resume than you because you're all going for the same type of role. So of mm. course you're all going to look the same because mm. that's the cast. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm. that's the role they're casting for. So, and like that shit can be traumatizing. Mm. I feel like sometimes. But I also it really challenges your identity. Some, yeah, it challenges you, but also pushes you to ask the questions of who am I mm-hmm. and I think that's really important like I think we all have different journeys of like understanding self and I don't think that there's like this final place of like okay like this is who I am which is something I learned in Clubhouse the other day on to the next question please okay um so how has that that being colorism, beauty standards? Because I mean, we've talked about colorism a little bit, but we're gonna talk about it more. Okay. Um, affected your dating life generally? Okay, I think I can be a little naive about something, or not naive as a sociology kind of minded person. I know about the things, but I sometimes remove myself from them. Because I'm like, okay, like, this doesn't affect me until, like, oh, shit, it affects me. Yeah. Um, two things come to mind. Very different examples, but very relevant. The first is when I was a high, in high school. And there was this guy who went to the brother's school. And it was freshman. I was from freshman year. Um, you know, I was in freshman year. And we had this dance called Winter Formal. And Winter Formal was kind of like a winter prom. Like, you know because it was an all-girls school we invited our date and i invited this guy who seemed really fine excuse me black guy from the brother school and i messaged him on facebook i was like hey like will you go with me like you know i really um need a date and i like wanted to ask you he was like no and i don't find you mildly attractive oh my god i was like what 
the fuck? Like, I'm one or two black girls in this building. It's after hours, so technically, I have to be in my room. Um, I just didn't know what to do. Like, I felt so sad, so lost, so confused. I'm a black girl from Atlanta in a white school, all girls in Raleigh, North Carolina. Who do I go to to, like, console me on that? So, like, right. all I can remember is crying myself to sleep and just being like, what the fuck? Like, why? Like, why is this happening? Like, of course I knew I was beautiful, but, like, why he ever say that to yeah. me? You know? So, I think that really just kind of, like, put a damper on me, like, for real. Like, I think I got my confidence back in high school, but it just made me very weary and like hesitant to navigate certain situations um so that was like i think it was a colorism thing because i saw the same guy like dating black girls but they were lighter look more exotic and Mm -hmm. you know have more proximity to whiteness in their look like to be quite honest and i think the second thing for me not necessarily in college because i think the beauty of going to a school with other hbcus like there's so many black men in the area which was like really nice I mean, I mean, while some of them may have discriminated, like I never felt like that was something I overtly was like, oh, like he don't like me because I'm brown or dark skin, like that. That didn't come across for me. Um, it may have been people's preferences, but like, I don't know. I never felt like directly affected. But when I was in the Dominican Republic with Spelman, you know, that's a country deeply affected by colorism, like right. historically. And still to this day, and we were out, like, going to a club. And on the trip, like, I guess by coincidence, there were a lot of lighter-skinned Spelman sisters. Um, on the trip. Some had looser curls and some, you know, it was a lot of people who looked, had that kind of look to them. Girls who had that look. And they were getting talked to by the men. And I was sitting there, I was like... Hold the fuck up. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, all y'all, like, are lighter-skinned, like... The, the darker girls were just kind of like sitting there and I was just like whoa like that's wild it was that's and I think wild. for me I don't like usually think oh my gosh like you know I'm around so many light-skinned people like my mind isn't one that like uh, navigates not, people on things, color yeah, yeah but yeah. I know people's do like I know other people think that mm-hmm, way mm-hmm. and they project it um it comes up in conversation just I can tell on it now it determines like for me in dating, I don't think it's always like, oh my gosh, like I can't talk to him because he likes skin. Like I hate people like that. I'm like that's look shallow. Cause I think for and me that per- that, per- that perpetrates colorism. It does by like, like saying, oh, if he's light skin, he's not manly enough. Cause yeah. that means girls who are dark skin are manly. Right. And like what right. is that? What are you saying here? It's so many hidden and not hidden messages in that kind of messaging. And I think for me, it is very um, antiquated to think like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah, there's stereotypes and yeah, there's prototypes and yeah, our history as black people is our history. But at the same time, like continuing to talk about that is only making it extend. Worse. Yeah. And so for me, like I've dated light skin, I've dated dark skin. Yeah. Like I've dated, if you want to say brown skin, like it doesn't yeah. matter. I think for me, it's just how you think. And also if you act on it, like I kind of get annoyed when people use that as kind of this cool card. Of, oh, I'm light skin or, you know, um, kind of using it as this like badge of honor. Like that shit's weird. It is fucking it's weird. It's super weird, but I also in turned like, off. Teen light skin. Right. Like Ew. y'all are corny. Okay. 2009. Right. Like. <laughs> but it's also corny to me to like do it inversely. And maybe I'm just devil's advocate trying to be devil's advocate over here but i also get turned off when people be like "Ooh, 
um, give me the dark, like, I'm a chocolate girl. Like, I'm a fence right? I was oh, like, ew. Please. I saw it coming. Right? Saw you saw that photo on my story? I was like, get this You're away from dusty. me. You're dusty. You're fucking dusty. Like, I think they're, think they're doing like, something good, but that shit's still ugly. Like, why are for we? For me, that just comes off very fetishizing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, my chocolate ebony cinnamon sister. Like, the Cinnabon. <laughs> like, that's disgusting. Ew. Yeah. Like, I mean, we can acknowledge our colors, and I think that, I think this is how the sweet median comes for me. Like, I think, know what you look like. Like, that's pretty important. Yeah. Know what you look like. Know how the world Views interacts you. you. Yeah, interacts with you, is affected by how you look. And so, acknowledge the downfall or the the plight that may come with being darker acknowledge the privilege that may come with being lighter skin but like navigate the world of awareness like it's not i don't think it's about like wearing some t-shirt or chocolate blah 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 or light skin blah 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 petition to stop people from putting racy shit on t-shirts hello i hate that shit stop doing it fucking comics black is beautiful i get it and i think black is beautiful too but y'all stop we know we beautiful do we have to convince ourselves oh my god and stop the i'm not my ancestors t-shirts as well please i get my ancestors water streams ew ew i hope your your ancestors would give you a whooping that's the reality of the situation because <laughs> that shit is corny that shit it's is so, so lame gross. like that's a turn off melanated sister oh, oh my i'm gonna God. get you a shirt like that for don't Christmas. ever don't ever i really was <laughs> it's just like why there's been like family friends to give me shirts of like women with oh. afros i'd be like please okay this is what? about you're gonna kill me she wants to she bought a Who shower is? my mom uh, she bought a shower curtain the girl with the afro and it's like black girl melanin <laughs> or some corny shit i was like mommy no like do we have to like put it out of everything like, to believe it mommy i know we're black and i know it's incredible and it's beautiful but like sis this doesn't need to be your home decor <laughs> Mom, <laughs> please. I'm dying over here. Like, no, I mean, I, thought, I didn't know you felt like that about that stuff because I'll be feeling like I'm like y'all. Is this shit corny? It's outplayed. But the thing is, like, people think they're so woke. <laughs> <laughs> I love the empowerment. I think people really need it. And the thing yeah. is, like, me and Malia over dinner was just talking like. To be aware is like a certain privilege, I think. Yeah. Like everyone doesn't have that access, and I think it's impo- important to be empowered, whatever that means for you. So if you're listening to this yeah. and offended, we're so we're, sorry. We're, we're, we're joking. I'm not. <laughs> but <laughs> joking, but everyone is in their own journey. Right. And, you know, if that's what you, mommy, if you hear this, buy your shower curtain. Okay. Buy it. Put it up. No, I, I support it on y'all, but not for not me. Not for me. Like, get me. that out of my closet. I will not be wearing that. I won't be wearing the earrings with the sister queen. No, I won't. Sister queen. And I love my India Ari and my Jill, but baby. I am not mine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hell no. Grande. <laughs> Africana Grande. 
She about to be sick of the size you was just thinking next. Nah, she is. Oh my gosh. She is. That girl's a mess. Uh, it's like you don't see other races with shirts to convince Yeah. That's a good ass point. I'm Asian and I'm smart. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm and black, black and beautiful. Black and proud. It's just too much. Too but, um, oh, well, that was a point I wanted to make in terms of being around like how did it how did it affect your dating life mm-hmm. okay you guys i have a confession Ooh. <laughs> when i was like i think i probably stopped doing this after i turned like 20 or like once like once i started to evolve a little bit more but there was definitely a time where like i would talk to a guy and like okay i used to just generally be someone who would like not get jealous about exes, but I would just be insecure about them. And I would be especially insecure if all his exes were people who didn't look like me. So, mm. like, if all your exes are light-skinned girls who are skinny with curly hair, why are you talking to me? Because mm. that's so the opposite of what I look like. And then, like, the whole time, I would just be like, he's going to end up going back to someone who looks like that. Yeah, it was, like, a thing. Mm. And, like, I would also, like, when I was around friends who are i mean given now that i think about it most of my friends now i don't really have that many friends who are lighter than me most of my mm. friends i think they look like me you know what's interesting i think that's true for a lot of darker skinned women yeah most of my friends look like me. We, we experience the world similarly yeah exactly but when i remember specifically in high school i used to be friends with this lighter skinned girl she was latina um and she was very thin and she had curly hair and like we were we would hang out a lot um, and I, like, I would see the, the boys in our high school, like, chase after her. And, like, it got to the point where, like, just even being around her, it made me insecure. Because I was like, mm. she's so opposite of what I look like. Mm. And in this environment, that's what people want. Yeah. Like, yeah. everyone's attracted to her. Like, mm. I, ha- I said this in a poem that I wrote. Um, and, like, it was like, I was happy to be mentioned and to be remembered, but my name always came after hers. Mm. Like, it would be like, blank and Malia. It was never Malia and blank. Wow. And so, like... And that's a cycle. Like, people really kind of high... I don't want to use the word, but, like, make this mental hierarchy of, like... There, it was a hierarchy to our friendship. Mm. It was. And, and I don't care what people say. Like, that shit is real as fuck. And I also think that there's this blindsidedness that people have to it. Like, they probably didn't even know they did that. Yeah, exactly. They didn't know. And I think... Not to make this about light skin, dark skin, but in my experiences, sometimes lighter skin people don't even realize Mm-mm. the way that they experience the world. The privilege that they yeah, have. Yeah, like that shit is real as fuck. It's down to the way you're able to pick your foundation, the way people take you seriously, the way your job interviews go. Like, you know, I, I and that's why I say I'm naive to stuff sometimes because I don't know if it's because my confidence is high or like what, but I just really don't see that as something that holds me back right i don't i've gotten to a place where i'm like i'm gonna get this shit anyway and right. if i don't then clearly this wasn't it for me right or not even anyway like i'm gonna get this yeah shit. you know facts. what i mean like it's not even like a either or f- for me like i'm just like this is just what it is this is where Cause, this because my mind my mind doesn't go to color really like i'm not saying i don't i i'm not saying colorism doesn't exist but like on the day-to-day i don't think this is something i think about and maybe because my family like most people in my family we're we're pretty much all the same color like my dad may be like a couple shades darker than me but like we're really all brown dark skin like whatever you want to call it um 
But I wanted to make a point when you were like the lighter skinned. Um, I think that was my point. But like, I don't think that the privilege is always acknowledged, which can be harder when like you have to work twice as hard sometimes. Um, but yeah, it sucks that that's the reality, but it is the reality. It's the reality for a lot of people. And I really hate to see, like, I think this happens a lot. And not to say that I in any way consciously don't befriend people who aren't my like same shade of brown um but i've just been when i have had friends who are lighter than me i sometimes i feel gaslit by like mm-hmm. i'll be telling them an experience and i'm like yeah mm-hmm. this happened or whatever mm-hmm. and then they're like well i just think it was something else and i'm like no i'm telling you what it is and like if like to me if someone is telling you an experience that you can't experience for yourself it's not for you to say that you don't think it's that way it's for you to listen right 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 and i think i can really really relate to that because like i think even with my high school like um just seeing how people experience kind of their own marginalized experiences like i will say as a darker skinned person like i felt less accepted than some of my other black counterparts um but something else i want to say which you taught me is like shape complexion and how it parallels to femininity like i think sometimes darker skinned women aren't taken like as to be as feminine yeah like we don't get to be that we have to be like serious and i think like i think i want to be that sometimes yeah like you're not seen as as playful or as like soft or as tender gracious all that shit and like granted i'm i'm a feminine woman but i'm not the most like pink is not my favorite color and like (laughs) pink is my favorite color but i wear all black so it evens out (laughs) but it's like pink isn't my favorite color and like i'm not the alt black girls but i'm not the feminine conservative like either chanel bag black girls either so it's like i feel like i kind of created my own lane but it's interesting to see how in my dating life and just in my interactions like you know i'm definitely a leader in my own right and i know how to speak out for myself but i don't always know if i'm taken as perceived to be as feminine as some other lighter skinned women who may have a similar aesthetic as mine yeah. honestly that to me like when you say that it makes me think about how i'll be on twitter especially like maybe maybe not so much now because people get dragged and canceled for it all the time right you can't say shit anymore. but um i remember like 2015 this was like peak like latina craze like let me get the exotic bitch yeah this was peak of that very much people being like i want to I want a Hispanic girl because she's crazy. <laughs> the telenovelas. And like, oh my God. Like, when she choked me, it do something to me. Oh my like, goodness. all that kind of shit. And then like, a black girl would just be like, I don't like that you're treating me like, treating me like this. And they'd be like, black bitches got all this fucking attitude. And that's why I can know, don't nobody love y'all. And this, that, and the fucking third. <laughs> and this, that, and the third. And like, I remember like, I would like watch these vines and like different videos on Twitter. And I'd be like, damn, like, can I not hold people accountable without being seen like i don't know some like angry black woman and even if i was an angry black woman that doesn't mean that my anger isn't validated that it doesn't come from a place that matters and that it isn't you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so like sometimes i feel like as especially as a darker skin black woman i feel like i can't even be angry without someone making it a stereotype Mm -hmm. and like that shit is not fair it's not fair and like to like see Sometimes I almost feel, I don't know if the word is jealous, but I feel envious of, like, people who are able to, like, just express without having to think of, how is everyone going to see it if I act this way? Right, because it's just this label put on you. Yeah. That's actually very true. And 
it used to be like like there's a lot of studies done on shit like that actually like how people are perceived or even like job application wise like job interview cycle wise like how that even goes like how you have to play into the respectability politics fuck respectability politics dude maybe a little bit more when you're darker skin the competition or has changed i think it's just gotten more subtle yeah where people act yeah. like oh that's not a thing anymore because y'all know they used to be on the club flyers like skin girl dark skin. can you believe that happened in like our, in our lifetime that's bananas I literally remember seeing those. Yes. Like, this is disgusting. And I knew back then that Like, this shit is fucked up. Like... And I think think what's interesting, too, is just, like, that was allowed. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, somebody co-signed onto that. A a fucking group of promoters probably co-signed onto that. And we're like, yeah, like, this is... This is what is going to get the people at fucking compound. Like, you know what I mean? Right. It's, It's interesting, girl. Even, like... The thing about the histories of like sororities and fraternities, or like slavery, or like my family, you know, like we our our families all have our own history of like yeah. this light skin, dark skin shit, and that's just the truth. Yeah, like what anybody says, like we all do, you know. I remember being in high school, and this is like when I was so I was friends with that girl. Um, and I remember we were literally, I think we were in, like, biology class or some random shit. And there was this guy, and he was, like, talking to her. And he was like, hey, beautiful. And, like, I didn't really think he was talking to me. And I just happened to turn around. He was just like, I know. You, you know I'm not talking to your black ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You don't understand the hurt I felt that day. Like, I I'm was stuck. What I, the fuck? I was like. Young men were so, they were so cruel. out of pocket. They were cruel. You know, I'm not talking about black ass. I don't think you're mildly beautiful. Like, like who, who taught y'all? To, like, who raised women? you, idiot? And your mama probably dark skinned. That's, That's the crazy what kills. Part. That's what kills all of it. And, like, honestly, like, they fucking terrorized me in that class. Yeah. I, I remember one time, like, I had got a sew in and, like, if y'all black girls know when your sewing's tight, like it's making your forehead look a little big. <laughs> yeah, and, and this it was the same boy. He just used to, I don't know what his deal was. He fucking hated my guts. And he was just like, okay, beach waves. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Not okay, beach waves, nigga. Get the and like literally this is the point where like i just like i was like i'm not turning around like i will not give him the satisfaction of knowing how much like this is fucking with my head and then oh my god yo because i feel like going into not so well this is colorism no well not so much colorism but just like proximity to whiteness like my i don't think my features are very white like I have I have a bigger nose. I have fuller lips. Like my I have like almond shaped eyes. Like I have high cheekbones, um, and because of that, like I like and you, a badass jawline. Yeah. yeah. So like even if I was pale as fuck, I would not look white. Like yes, my fe- like my features, they just don't look white. Um, and he used to like anyone who knows me knows I have like a little bit of a complex about my nose, and he used to oink at me. <laughs> Yo, no, this man, he was a fucking menace to society. He was the devil. <laughs> like, I used to wink at you. He's like, he, I don't know what his fucking deal was. Of course, now, years later, he was in my DMs. But that's neither here nor there. Um, But, like, sometimes, like, 
even outside of the shade of brown we are i think about like proximity to whiteness and like how that defines attractiveness for so many people i <laughs> like i was looking through my tweets a few days ago like shit i've tweeted in the past and <laughs> i was like a lot of you all determine attractiveness by your proximity to the whiteness and that's why you're 23 and lying about being mixed oh but like it's fact and like yeah that was a little bit um what's the word raw raw that was a little a little um in your face but it's facts like you know how many people used to lie about being mixed in high school people used to lie like fuck like really? everyone was fucking indian everyone was somehow latina it was a thing really? at least at my high school it was. See, it wasn't many mixed girls with this. yeah like it's like just no one wanted to be all the way black and like mm. that shit is whack to me like to me that says that like being all the way black is somehow not good enough or like you know what i mean mm, or even though at this too but like it i think racially black but also african-american yeah like i think it's this thing of like being exotic like, yeah like oh i'm from jamaica right it's like, like all right you want a cookie i love when people ask first of all it's what are you it's so bananas that people will ask me what are you are you all the way black in what world would i not be <laughs> like have you- i think what they're asking is are you black american I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm nigger black. I'd be like, yeah, I'm nigger and nigger. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll have to bleep that out so I don't get, like, demonetized. <laughs> but, like, yeah, that's, like, I don't get that. I remember one time this guy, he slid in my DMs on a dating profile, and he was just like, I just know you're from, like, some, one of the islands. And I was just like, no. I didn't know you got that, but it makes sense. Cause I get it all the time. I get that. You get that? Yeah. I get that all the time. Where are you from? I, they'd be like, where, okay, first it's like, where's your name from? I'd be like, uh, my parents are just kind of Afrocentric. Like, they really just like the name, but they're from New York, Indiana. Then they'd be like, oh, like, but where are you really from? I'd be like... That is such a microaggression. But the thing is, like, my grandpa is Caribbean, but my thing is, I usually don't tell them because I'm like, I don't even want to give you the yeah. name of the doubt. And plus, like... They were slaves too. Like yeah. nothing is different. Like black is black is black. Like big facts. I don't know, and I I don't personally identify as Afro Caribbean. Like culturally, I'm just not. And like right. okay, ethnically maybe. I don't even know. But that's not the experience word. that you've lived. It's you know not. I mean? It's not. And I think it's interesting that like if I tell people that, they're like, oh, it makes sense. I'm like, how? No, it doesn't. You're like, just what? saying shit. Like, you just want to know why my hair has a certain, like, curl pattern or, like, yeah. why my skin... Like, I feel like our skin is pretty warm. Mm-hmm. But, but it's, it's, like, has a very red undertone. Yeah, but it's, like, okay, like... Yeah, but so... other black people like that. Well, the, exactly. So, like, I don't know. And then, like, especially some people, they, like... Like, in the age of all these DNA tests, like, people do these DNA tests, and they're so happy to find out. I'm like, I can't wait for you to find out you're straight from Africa. (laughs) (laughs) Can't fucking wait. Zero percent white. Like 26% Benin. Yeah. Nigeria. I just think it's fucked up how so many people are so eager to get away from blackness. Because it's like, Mm, We're African-American Yeah, it's like, why? This shit is fire. It really is, but I don't think it's celebrated enough. Like, I think I try to make that a point whenever I can to really talk about that. Because I don't think people really want to celebrate that. I think it's seen kind of as this burden, as this thing to, like, be tended to um we have our very unique 
in personal history and I don't Yeah, think it's, it's a culture. It is. Family reunions, James Brown, like it's a culture. Like we have our own food, our own culture, our movies, like and people be stealing that shit. But Fact. it's like we we really have a lot to celebrate and I want us to stop trying to find every excuse to get away from it. To get from away it. from it. Like why not make this like why not bask in it? Why not make it why not celebrate it? Right. Like this shit is really one of a kind. It is. That was a tangent. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, Necessary tangent. It was. I feel like we covered that. Oh, this is a question. So what do you feel about, how do you feel about the discourse around, the, like, there was like a thread on Twitter earlier, like earlier this week, saying that brown skin is a term that was created as a byproduct of colorism and that like people didn't want to be dark skin, they wanted to distance themselves from that. I don't know if I have an opinion. You don't know if you have a opinion. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like back to the, I know about this stuff, but I don't always look at myself in it. I think part of it is like, I don't say, "Oh, I'm a brown, I'm a dark, like brown skin chocolate girl." I hate that. Me and Malia had a lot of empowerment, and we saw ourselves a lot at a young age. Yeah. Like I don't. I think my parents, just to give us a little backstory, my parents did not let me play with white dogs. Me neither. Really? Girl, Monroe no. wasn't having it. <laughs> At all. Nothing <laughs> wasn't either. They said, no, baby girl. No, no. Um, if she not Sasha the Brat or whatever yeah. Brown Barbie was called, you cannot have her. And I think that did a great number for my self-esteem because what I what I interacted with looked like me. Yeah, and that's I don't important. Th- yeah, but I don't think everybody's parents have that. But, like, even desire to have it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's a very unique experience like grew up in atlanta like predominantly black and city, also i, I also schools. have to think about that like a growing up in atlanta is such a privilege to it's like a privilege for your black go to, like even to just like go to the store and be like everyone in the store looks exactly like me. right like it's no you can go days in atlanta without seeing white like, people yeah you really can. that's like that's you can, there's not many places in the u.s where that can happen at all like at all like i don't care if it's a dc a new york uh Chicago. Like this city is black as fuck. Like it's black like it's nowhere yeah. in the world like Atlanta. And I love that for us. Me too. But I also have to remember like people have very different childhoods, very different experiences. Like you know when you see those posts, when was the first time you had a black teacher? Like I can't relate yeah, to that. Yeah, I'm like, like my first teacher was black. Right? <laughs> like, I only mostly yeah. had black teachers Same. except for high school. Same. Like that is very crazy to me. Yeah. And so you know, that's not our reality, so I don't want us to sound like we're down talking a certain experience, but I do think there's a power to how we were given that gift at a young so age early. because it did numbers for us. Like, you know, there's a lot of younger girls in different environments who don't see the light in themselves, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes those are grown women, you know? Yeah, so it's like, sure. sh- songs like Brown Skin Girl are important, but, but for just, me, I'm like, I don't, that's, mm, I don't know. I, um, just to go off what you're saying, like, Atlanta is such a black city. And then when I'm somewhere else that isn't like this, it's almost like, wow. Like, it's just, like, it's like, right. oh my God. such a culture shock. It is. It's it in, in really the most minor is. ways. Like, even, like, going down to Target aisle, like, why don't y'all have edge control? Like, in Chicago, like, in Evanston, I'm like, why don't y'all have um, my shade moisture? Like, do you know how hard it was to find my gel for my washing really? gloves? My friend who lived on the south side of Chicago, bless her heart, I love you, Angel, she has to bring that gel for me from the black wow. side of town. I don't know that life. I don't yeah. know a life where no beauty supply stores exist. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Very. It's a, it's it's so fun living here though. Yeah, like, that's it's why tiring, I, but it's fun. I'm so thankful to have grown up here mm-hmm. and to have like kind of built myself and like who I am and like just my ideas about the world here. Because yeah. I think if it wouldn't like, especially being someone who is kind of alternative, um, I can definitely see how if I grew up somewhere else, I don't know if I would love myself as much as I do. Like I could, I can definitely see myself being the kind of person who, if I wasn't around, like if my friends weren't all black, and if like if I didn't have parents who were like, you know, it's cool that you're into whatever you're into, but mm-hmm. like, you know, who you are is good too. Like, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. I think if I was in, say, I don't know, maybe if I grew up in, like, Colorado or, like, I don't fucking know, some... Bumblefuck. Yeah, anywhere like that. I could definitely see myself, I don't want to say hating myself, but really striving to be something that I'm not. Um, Because mm-hmm. even growing, especially during my high school days, like, being around, like, my closest friends for a few years weren't people who really looked like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and being in, just in that environment for, like, two and a half, three years... I definitely really struggled in that, like, I was like, damn, like, I just wish I, I don't even know what I wish. I just wish I was something that wasn't me. Mm. You know what I mean? That's true. And so I have a lot, I have so much empathy for people who are struggling. Like, I'll, like, see TikToks and stuff, um, and it'll be, like, dragging a girl with, like, bad weave or something and a white boyfriend. Mm. And it's like... I mean, whatever, like, whatever people have to say, I have so much empathy for that girl, because, like, she probably is, she's probably trying her fucking best. They're probably in a black hairstyle in her ear. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that's, that's such, I feel like that's such, that's a big part of the beauty of having friends who look like you and who, like, know. Think like you. Yeah, who think like you and can say, girl, fix your edges. Like, Get that shit together. Yeah, like, lace is coming up right here. Like, just, like, little shit like that. And so it is such a privilege to be from somewhere where, like, think about it. If we were in a city where there weren't that many black people, how can you have black friends? Right, literally. And I think what you're seeing reminds me a lot of my high school experience because people, it's so funny. Like, they're like, oh, my gosh, how did you come out yourself? I'd be like, it's Atlanta. Like, where I'm from has so much to do with how I was able to hold on to who I was because it was my source of like reality like when I was there I distanced myself a lot from that experience not to say it didn't really happen but that's not who I was and I knew it like I knew it in my heart so you know I did and I'm not gonna say I didn't pick up things that I felt like were beneficial like I really did but I think my identity and what I stood for and how I voiced my opinion like was very authentic to the place that raised me but it's interesting because, like, when people meet me, they're like, you're not from Atlanta. Like, you got to be from somewhere else. I'm like, I'm actually from Atlanta. I'm actually from here. I right. get that all the time, too. Really? I think it's just because how I talk. People I never think so, think, too. People never too. think I'm from here. They'd be like, you got to be from, like, New York or something. Or, like, no, Ms. I'd be Girl. like, no, nah, I'm really from Atlanta. <laughs> like, I'm down. Period. I'd be like, I mean, I spent time away, but, like, that. And I, I don't want to even give that much that, cre- that, that much credit. But I think just. Like I said, my point of reference for how shit should go. 
granted i'm not gonna say atlanta doesn't have stuff that isn't wrong with it but i think when you're raised here you just see community in different ways you know the diversity way. of black people you know how many different cultures we have and to there celebrate. are so many subcultures there of black are people. and you don't i think even for people coming to spelman and morehouse you're like oh my gosh like i think for even me that's one thing that when coming back to the aec i was like oh shit like it's a lot of us because i think when you're even a part of your own community for a certain amount of time, it's like, oh, we're all like this. But it's right. like, not really. We got the skaters. We mm-hmm. got the church folks. We got the art people. We got the artists. We got the hippies. We got the everything in between. Yeah, the brunch folks. Right. And I like to say I dabble in a little of all of it, okay? Yeah. You know? The AC is a really powerful place. It is. Like, I know I didn't go there, but... Girl, you went there. <laughs> I spent a lot of time there, and it honestly... It did a lot for like my confidence. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, Cause like it it kind of went from like it's just I had never been in a place where like sure I've been around a lot of black people, but I'd never been in a space where I think blackness was so celebrated in so many different kinds. Right. And it was right. like there's a place for everybody. Yeah, and like it's like I remember my first time going to Spelman and like hanging out with you there. It was like everyone here is so beautiful and like they're all. I have this distinct memory of Morgan. Hey girl, we were in your dorm room and Morgan like came up in a town. She was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna put some twists in my hair and then we're gonna go to this party." And I was like, "People were twist to party." <laughs> one that kind of authenticity and like she was so confident like that's what she was gonna do and she was gonna be a bad bitch when she did it mm. and i was like that's fire like wow. that's so fucking cool that's imp- that's very powerful like because i had just never seen that like sure i've been around black people but, it, but like it always been like oh if we're going to i need to straighten my hair and we're around cool. white folks yeah it's like and it was that like, kind of that kind of like what am i trying to say like i don't see it's respectability politics yeah, but you're but kind of refining yourself to be seen in like the white gaze and the yes and like there was none of that there mm-hmm. so it it was just like really incredible and then like i remember i went back to my school and i had like i think i like was, i was like wearing an afro and like i hadn't like really worn that as like a look yet like given now i'll wear fucking afro i don't give a fuck like i'm gonna wear whatever i want to wear and um this guy i was friends with he was just like you never worn your hair like that before and i was just like yeah like this is who i am nigga. yeah like okay and right like, what what are you getting what are you here? saying yeah say so speak with your chest so like that was just really that was like a really empowering experience for me to like just and even just like the men there like given mm-hmm. all men have their faults whatever we all have our faults but like it was just like people were like we all hang like, i think was that was that spring break freshman year or we were on the go-karts you know what i'm talking about but like i remember there was like people were out there in like their head scars and we were all having a good time we and, had like, so much fun there was so much fun and like <laughs> i remember like i was watching these two it was like this girl and this guy talk and he was they were like flirting and she had on like a fucking scarf mm. and i was just like he's flirting with her like i know that sounds so no, no, stupid no, 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 but it's a like, new reality i was like whoa like black people can be attractive in their simplest form like we don't have mm. to be done up to be cute and to be attractive and for someone point. to like us that was really beautiful Thanks. black people can be attractive in their simplest form yeah that's very true and i think i think for me though like even coming from saint mary's it's like you know i i think i got used to kind of doing the raw leggings and shirt and i don't gotta look good i think the AUC taught me that i can be refined mm-hmm. in how i look and still be me. And see, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. There's so many bad bitches there. I was like, Listen, yo, they be snapping. We knew how to snapping. switch it up. We knew how like, to switch it and up. And, like, just to see, like, that kind of complexity and, mm-hmm. like, 
just the difference and to see it all be appreciated right like literally this shit is fire no it was it was a really powerful place i think i was very amazed like oh my gosh like there's so many types of us like granted i was from atlanta so i knew the different areas but being able to interact so interpersonally was just like whoa like different regions different languages different dialects different emotion types of like emotional kind of displays like you know your people from different regions have different ways of showing different feelings like very raw Mm -hmm. and real so i think that was like a very just enlightening experience for me it just made me appreciate us so much more like you know there's no one way i think a lot of times Mm -hmm. when you're not in black environments you're taught this is how it's supposed to look this is how it's supposed to act it's probably supposed to be but like business professional could look so many ways talking publicly has so many ways you know talent looks so different so i think it just made me understand how diverse we are because i think when you're in non-black environments you're taught we're not diverse and we are yeah there's no like one oh my god like i sometimes i i feel like sometimes i hate that i hear this so often like when i am in white spaces they'll be like not i don't know if they'll say i'm like like, they'll be like, you're just so different from any of the black girls I've met. And I'm like, so what What does that mean, though? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no one way black women are. There's no, like, mm-hmm. I don't think that there's one way any person is mm-hmm. or any race is. So, like, to say that to me is just, like, you're generalizing and simplifying an entire race of people. You're diluting us. Yeah, and it's like, sure, like, stereotypes are fucking stupid. They like, are, but I think they it helps people make sense of difference. Um, I think it... Like, that watered-down version is easier for them to understand. Yeah. Like, I think sometimes, you know, you see people look one way and then they can switch it up. Like, I think we have so much duality and complexity Mm -hmm. just in who we are and, like, so much to be explored to when it doesn't make sense to somebody they're confused. like, how can you be both? How can your hair go from a tiny... I remember... It's so funny. One of my friends, she's mixed. She has a white mom, though, in high school. I was trying to tell her. I said, girl, I got a lot of hair. She said, I don't got more hair than you. I said, oh, but I wore my hair out one day. She's like... You how did you get how'd you get that in a bun i was like this is, this is just what it does <laughs> like you just gotta understand so like I, I mean i say that example to say like it's so much that you just can't it's not it doesn't have to make sense to them yeah it doesn't and see that's that's real as fuck like that's something i think i had to learn where like I don't need to explain this to you. Maybe it's not for you to understand. Right? Like, girl, in high school, they'd be like, okay, so how many times did you wash your hair? I'm like, why is that your fucking business? Yeah, it has nothing to do with you. Right. Hell yeah, that's so annoying. Right. I think that, I think we might have answered all the questions. Really? Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, we have. Oh, look at us. Wow. Let's see. Well, I mean, we're an hour and 15 minutes. This is good. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have any topics that you want me to talk about, if you have anybody that you think I should talk to, feel free to, you know, leave. A, you can send me a DM at Drinks With Friends Podcast on Instagram. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for having me. This yes, and thank you so much, and Zali, for being here. I yeah. feel like this is a really good conversation. It was. It was needed. I yeah. feel like I haven't talked about a lot of this stuff. I feel like I had a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> that was really great. So thank you guys for listening in on our little therapy session. Yes, and if you haven't already, make sure you um subscribe to subscribe. get the notification when Malia puts a new podcast out. Yes. 
Oh, 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 oh. Shameless promo. And follow Inzale. She, like, <laughs> like I said, she's an amazing chef. Go get her recipe. She'll teach you how to cook at zazaskitchen.com or at zazaskitchen. It's spelled Z-A-Z-A-S kitchen on Instagram, TikTok, and coming to a YouTube screen near you. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Bye. <laughs> Love you. <laughs>